the flag could talk, it could write a book. This man's name is really great. I'm looking in the window at Tiffany's. Hello and welcome. My name is Nadine and this is In Her Lens, In Conversation, Archives and Documentary. This is a special that's running this whole week on In Her Lens. In the coming episodes, I touch base with five working filmmakers about the use of archival footage in documentary work. This series is a collaboration with the Brooklyn Public Library and New York History Day 2022. This series is an expansion to the video I created for the New York History Day contest called Creating Documentaries and Unearthing Archives. You can watch it on YouTube. I've linked it for your ease in the episode notes. And if you hear me drop something like the documentary or the video, that is what I am referring to. This episode, you'll get to meet Bing Liu. Bing is a Chicago-based director and cinematographer. He is best known for directing the most extraordinary documentary, Minding the Gap, which was nominated for Best Documentary Feature at the 91st Academy Awards. In this episode, Bing talks about the most important resource you have as a filmmaker, yourself, and your unique truth. He shares his views on documentary about cinema verite and DIY filmmaking. I'm just going to let Bing do the talking. Here is Bing Liu on Archives and Documentary. Uh, introduce yourself to us, tell us your name, uh, where you're from, and maybe tell us a little bit about if you studied film or if you're self-taught, a little bit in that direction. Yeah, uh, so my name is Bing Liu. I'm a self-taught filmmaker who went to school to become a high school English teacher, and I worked my way up the camera department on you know television and movie productions, and on the side, I always made my own films, and uh, the film I'm best known for is a documentary called Minding the Gap. Um, tell us a little bit about Mining the Gap and maybe link it to how you choose to tell a story. How do you choose what story to tell out of all the stories that are around? Sure. So I, um, you know, I, I think I come from a very DIY like space of, of filmmaking. Um, and so the stories I told were always the ones that were readily available to me. Um, and I'm, I'm also... I think one of the reasons why I got into filmmaking was um, because I was interested in a process of healing from trauma and violence that I'd experienced that I didn't know what to do with. Um, and I think it's, I realize now that it's its sort of become like my lifelong obsession actually. Um, and so some of the themes, some of the themes that Mind in the Gap covered were, were present, I think, in a lot of the stuff I was doing prior to that as well. Um, things like what, who we become, who we become, how does being exposed to violence affect that process? And you know what what is the roadmap for you know choosing to become a person that's that's uh, you know different from what you what you've seen in your own household in your own community? Mm-hmm. Um, would you share a little bit of resources that you find important? to know about if you are a self-taught filmmaker, things like where to get camera equipment or where to find people and people to work with. And yeah, I think starting out, you know, you can get into a cycle of self-consciousness and a cycle of feeling like you're not, you know, worthy enough, you know, with with whatever skill set or knowledge level that you're at. 
Um, but one thing I wish somebody would, would have um, sat me down and told me without me having to go through years and years of um, experience to learn this is that, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, what doesn't matter, what the fanciest camera equipment and sound gear and all of that, it doesn't really matter. What matters is, you know, what is the story? You know, is it getting at something that's truthful? Is it actually saying something that's much harder to do? Um, and it's something that, you know, everybody um, has, has unique access to, to some version of like their own, their own version of, of truth. And if you tap into that, that's something that nobody can replicate or, uh, nobody can truly teach you. Um, you know, it's some, it's, it's, it's a process of cultivating that within yourself. Um, and I know that's a lofty sort of answer to, to, you know, perhaps some of the more practical demands, you know, like, like access to ear and, and a community, um, you know, but for me, I, I saved up my lunch money when I was 14, borrowed some money from my mom and got a camcorder off eBay, a mini DV camcorder. And after a couple of years, I was able to save up for a three chip camcorder that had all manual controls. Mm -hmm. A couple of years later, I was able to save up, you know, for a DVX, the first video camera to shoot 24p. Um, and so the, on and on, you know, um, so and, and it was primarily I was just a crew of one for most of the work that I was doing, um, learning how to shoot, edit myself. Um, and so it's possible, you know, it's totally possible, you know, as long as you don't like beat yourself up too much about, you know, like not having what other people have, because there's always going to be, you know, that that um, vision of that other side where people just have more access to gear or know-how or mentors or whatever you shared a little bit about you know having that connection with with the story um what else about the documentary realm in general is exciting to you and about the functions of documentaries in our society at the moment yeah i mean documentaries grown into something that uh the larger hollywood like corporate interests have tapped into and so I think what people commonly think of as documentary is a little bit more commercial and polished. But I think for much of documentary's history, you know, it, it, it comes from a school of DIY um, filmmaking with very little resources and very little budget. Um, and I think, you know, for the most part, what documentary has been is that it's been the true purveyor of what's going on in our world, you know, beyond uh, what newspapers and journalists are able to do because of the demands of how quickly they need to follow the cycle of news. Um, you know, I, I think documentary um, filmmakers are, are the few people out there that are able to devote enough time to really um, get at something in a, in a deeper way yeah. in, in our world. Yeah. Um, so this documentary is kind of specifically about the use of archival research and archival footage. Do you have any experience with this and how do you see the use of archives in documentaries and what is the function of them? Yeah, I mean, in, in, in a strange way, I think like, doc, like I think of archival now more like um, what other people might think of as verite. Um, you know, if, if you truly, if, there, and there's different ways of looking at archival, you know, I think it depends on like your type of storytelling, you know, if, if you're somebody who wants to make an experiential story, you know, archival can be a really useful tool for you because you can just place people into a room or a situation or a historical moment. Um, and in the same way that, you know, like what we do with Verite of, of current day footage, you know, if you want to use it to give it an experience, you can place somebody in a room with the person in a situation 
et cetera. Um, so that's how I view it now. And so, you know, part of what's, what's, um, unique about handling archival is that you're able to just, you know, as a filmmaker, experience it yourself and then think about like what it means to shape that into, into story. Mm -hmm. And when you're choosing, if you're looking at all your materials, archival, the things that you've shot, what are, what are things that you are looking for to put in the film and what are things that kind of fall to the wayside? How do you define for yourself what is worth putting on the screen? I mean, when, when you're thinking about what to put in your film, it, it kind of goes back to, you know, the st story science, I guess, you know, like what is story? You know, and, and for me, I, I do believe in, you know, like the tradition of storytelling, you know, story is character, um, you know, character is decision making, um, decision making produces um, what plot, um, and there's a shape to that plot um, that uh, audiences are used to a three act structure, you know, a hero's journey or a heroine's journey. Um, and, you know, once you answer those questions about like what what your story is um then then it's about you know like then it's about sort of um watching archival or re-watching what you've shot in a way that um serves your story um the the tricky thing is that you know when you're doing that when you're going back and, and looking at, at at what you have you know it it may change your conception of what your story is and you know, I think if, if you're a if you're a filmmaker who's you know open to uh, re, like finally like renewing your story as you go along, um, it can produce amazing discoveries along the way as well. And and you spoke a little bit about this in the beginning, especially with minding um, the gap is that the the connection to the story and what you're healing and what you're processing is unique to you. What else is unique to kind of your process of filmmaking, maybe? I don't know what's unique to mine. I mean, I feel like I, I'm not, I, you know, I, I came from, I, I sort of looked at what other people did, you know, in the verite, cinema verite tradition. Um, and I emulated that, um, you know, it's a, it's a high shooting ratio to, to screen time. Like it's, you shoot a ton and only a little bit of it ends up on screen. And there's a faith that, you know, if you spend enough time with people and build trust, then, you know, um, you can almost tell any story about any issue, you know, through if you capture enough of their decisions in their lives. Um, and I took that and I married it with my experience in uh, narrative and uh, TV and movies and the way that scenes are shot in there to tell a story, you know, visually rather than through um, talking heads. Um, and then I combine that with my DIY sensibilities, you know, like how do you do that? How do you do all of that with with just yourself, you know, and you're running sound and you're changing batteries and changing lenses yourself, you know, like how do you make like instinctual moments um, that that have to factor in, uh, you know, the practical like limitations that you have when when you can only do so much. Right. Um, what is one thing that you wish you would have known uh, when you started making a film, just even a film in general? What are things that you know now that you wish you had known before? If there is anything, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, to answer that truthfully, I probably wouldn't have done anything differently. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think, uh, I mean, the one thing, yeah, even that, even that thing that I said earlier about, you know, I wish like I hadn't been so um, uh, obsessed with 
like what is you know, how to create such a good image how to create like the best quality sound and image like the highest definition you know like how to like because all of that serves me like now it's like so instinctual for me right like image design and um cinematography but um things these things just take time you know like you can't again the thing that is so special to everybody who wants to do what what we do as storytellers is that you have a unique voice within you and it's it takes a lot of work to have a little bit of self-awareness about what your voice is and so it's just going to take time it's going to take a lot of hours you know and do you have any recommendations? What are people that you look to or that, what are you watching right now? Kind of what, uh, what are you taking in? I really love how to with John Wilson because it's, um, how to with John Wilson really gets at, I think what a lot of, um, uh, skateboard videographers actually know in, in instinctively because, you know, skateboard videographers are essentially street photographers and they're out there and they're witnessing like quirky, things and so much of like what a skate videographer can do is um show their unique point of view in the world through things like framing timing and what they choose to to you know like leave in a in a video and i think how to with john wilson embodies that that and and you know i think skateboarders have a very like uh deconstructive view of what the world is and so i think how to with john wilson really captures that spirit that speaks to me Cool. Thank you so much. Those were the questions. I really appreciate you hopping on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for doing this for the library and for the kids. Yeah, yeah. You can follow Bing on social media at binglu89 and make sure to check out his work. Thank you so much to you, Bing, for taking the time to sit down and quickfire sharing your thoughts. I want to thank Shirley Brown-Alini and Talia Den for making this project possible. Special thanks to the Brooklyn Public Library, Charles Rudoy, and Sonia Ochshorn. In Her Lens is produced and edited by yours truly. The visuals for this special were created by the formidable Madeline Baker. And the theme music is by Daniela Wiegener. Back tomorrow with a new filmmaker and new perspective.